Episode 8 of Podcast. Neil and Mike coming at you for another week, whether you like it or not. How's it going, Mike? It is going good from Ontario. Nice. I have to give a shout out right off the bat to two listeners. Ooh. So we had our bod Nell hitting us up this week. Yep. We mentioned Nell a couple episodes ago as being a huge Mark Forward fan. And she's finally getting caught up on the episodes and she's been interacting uh, uh, with us online. And that's awesome. So shout out to you, Nell. Thank Thank you you for that. And also a huge shout out to uh, one of my oldest friends in Calgary, Tracy. Uh, I met her after I moved there from Newfoundland uh, when I was going into grade 11. And she has started listening to the podcast as well. Awesome. Yes, and she sent me a note that was very kind. She didn't have to send me this note. Um, but on her on Facebook, on Facebook, uh, on this note, she said that we are good old fun. She's caught up. She wants us to record more. So if you don't like the show, you can blame her. There you go. We're good old fun. <laughs> good podcast. old fun. Yeah, good podcast. Old fun. Good old fun. Yeah. Not good so bad, fun. right? I like it. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's been worse things that have probably been said about us. Oh, I think individually we've probably been called some of the worst things in the world. Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, it's been, um, it's been a busy week. It's been a weird week, too. It's, we started the week uh, with a snowstorm which was interesting. We got about okay. 20-ish on Sunday. That's a decent amount. Yeah, 20 or so centimeters. The, the fun part for me was that I got to use my snow plow for the first time to plow my driveway. Nice. Which was all the fun in the world that you can imagine. Yeah. Well, that was great. That's been a good week. Work's been busy. Uh, my, my wife's business has been doing fantastic lately. Uh, she's got a big sale coming on tomorrow. Uh, a Black Friday sale makes total sense. Friday. And the cool thing about what she's doing for Black Friday, so those that don't know, my wife has an online consignment shop. Uh, feel you got to drop the name. Uh, ready to wear again. There so you go. shipping all across Canada, if, if you're looking for gently used clothing at a really, really good price. Uh, or if you want to consign stuff, if you live in the Corthes area, my wife will, will do stuff there as well. And the website? Uh, readytowearagain.com. Awesome. I should just double check it's not .ca. We'll double check me- before the end of the show. Ready. Cool. Ready to wear again. Um, yeah. The really cool thing she's doing for Friday for her, for her Friday sale is any clothing that's on consignment where she would take a piece or any clothing that has been donated uh, where she – she takes the the payment of that clothing. She is donating all her own personal proceeds to the Kawartha Food Bank, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Good Anytime for her. you buy something, uh, not only those who have consigned uh, make a little bit of money, uh, but the wife or the wife, the money that my wife normally would have made on the sale, uh, she's going to donate it all to the women's charity or well, not women's, uh, the Kawartha Food Bank. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so definitely check it out. She's got some really cool stuff. Um, and yeah, super proud of her. So she's been doing, she's been kicking ass this week. So can't complain, man. How you been doing? You know what? It's been an interesting week. I'll leave it at that. We actually, well, fuck. 
the credit, and I know we don't swear a lot on this podcast, and we try uh, not to. I do a little bit more than you. Well, we we try not to, only where it's appropriate, but it's been a bit of a fucking week. Yeah, I Um, hear you. So, good and bad, (laughs) we got a snow thrower, so not a full-on snow blower. So, what I'm talking about is like one of those electric ones. Yeah. It looks like a snowblower this maybe slightly smaller because this thing's like 22 inch instead of like maybe 24 uh it's 15 amp i tried it out today because we got maybe four or five centimeters of snow overnight not much just enough to try it out it works great um and because it's electric it's going to be pretty low maintenance most of the snow that we get here is that like drier light fluffy stuff so that's not so bad right so that's okay. So we tried that out this week. Got a lot of Christmas shopping done because, you know, nice. Yeah. Tis, tis the season. Uh, on top of that, I had another psychiatrist appointment. Yes. Um, kind of alluded to this previously in another episode that the last like six weeks or so, it's been taking a toll. We've talked about it before. Yep. The COVID cases are going up. Like everything's, yep. it's getting serious. Yep. And I know I'm not the only one that's dealing with the added stress from that and the anxiety and, and stuff like that. Yep. So made, made an appointment to talk to the psychiatrist and started a second medication. Yep. So that's. So, good. yeah, exactly. So uh, better to err on the side of caution. The other good thing that kind of fell, like, I mean, just dumb luck, good timing. Um, as luck would have it, started a new uh, group therapy thing. So, cool. yeah, I, I've been kind of looking forward to this since the therapist I was seeing, you know, is no longer with the organization I was uh, going to before. So, so it took a while to get going on this, but very glad it's going now. It's a small group. But it's a good group. They seem like a pretty easy to talk to bunch. So, so I'm curious, and I, if I apologize if I'm asking. No, but hey, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be talking about this and putting it like on a podcast to the public if I wasn't willing to talk about it. <laughs> touche, touche. Yeah. Um, having gone, like I'm, I'm actually currently seeing a therapist right okay. now as well. Yep. Um, I see it. I talk to her every Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on scheduling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been more work related. So mm-hmm. deal, like just like how to deal with the stresses of work. And uh, I've had a few, I've had a few issues at previous employers uh, that I've wanted to just start to nip in the bud. Uh, so I've been doing that for the last few months and it's been fantastic. Just mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Um, what I'm curious about having, cause I'm, I'm doing the one-on-one I've never done group. What's, what's it been like transitioning from like where you're talking to someone where it is just that kind of one-on-one conversation and it's very personal to, to lack of a better term, exposing that to multiple people who you don't know, who aren't doctors or physicians, but are obviously in, in maybe the same mindset or the same situation as you. What's it like opening up, to a group versus just an individual? I'll be honest. I find it almost easier. Interesting. The, 
now the group that I'm in, there's, there's a couple of medical staff there. So it's not like, you know, it's, you know, led by just somebody off the street. Um, I personally find it easier to talk to people that I don't know in a group Yep. because I can be completely honest. I can be completely upfront. I can say whatever is on my mind and there's no judgment because they don't know me from a hole in the ground. That's true. So for some reason, and I think maybe it comes back to something that was part of your question. I find the one and one, one on one, a little more intimidating. My guard goes up a little bit more because I think you're, you're relied upon a little bit more to be more sharing, more open and you have to be super vulnerable. I think, yeah. uh, everyone's different, but I, I think you have to be super vulnerable in those situations to yeah. to really get the benefit of doing the exercise of speaking with someone. Yeah, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Whereas with group, you can be that open and you can be that vulnerable, but you can do it on a more tempered level. Yep. Because and, and measured, because you want to make sure that other people have a chance to have their say as well. So, but either way, there's a, there's a place for both. And I honestly do think I'm going to get back into that one-on-one situation, Yep. but everything being equal, I don't think the timing could have worked out better because as luck would have it as well, um, I'm actually working from home for a couple weeks right now as well. So here I am starting off this group. Uh, and that's awesome. And I'm trying to adjust to this second medication as well. And I'm doing this right now from as comfortable as a spot as I have in my life, which is home. (laughs) So really it's the most ideal it could be right now. So fingers crossed for a reason, man. Exactly. I, 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 Like that, I think based on your timing, like now, mind you, the things that are driving the timing may not be the greatest things. Like you never want to have issues with mental health. We don't want to be dealing with COVID, but we are, here we are. This is what we are today. And the fact that everything kind of came together for you, even with these shitty situations happening all around is amazing. Exactly. And I'm not kidding myself. I realize how fortunate I am. And I realize, like, there are a bunch of people out there that aren't able to get the help that they need and or have been on waiting lists for who knows how long. And it's just, you know, so I realize, like I said, how fortunate I am. Uh, It's a slow process. And I'm trying to keep that in mind. Uh, And realistically, I've only been doing this since. Well, it's it's a year now. So, yeah, I've got a long way to go yet. So I, uh, when I started doing my therapy back in, I think it was September. Um, I was in my mind thinking like, I'll do this for two or four weeks and then I'll be ready to go and I'll be like right as rain or anything like that. Yeah, no. And <laughs> I, well now here we are, it's almost the end of November and I don't see an end in sight. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm working to be perfect. It's not that I'm working to, 
really like a hundred percent understand or justify things that I've said or done or whatever in the past. Nothing bad. I'm not saying that in a negative. No, 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 no. Um, but it's just, there's a comfort in being able to have that person who is kind of an impartial third party who can just kind of listen and kind of walk you through things or prod you a little bit differently than maybe those around you would prod you. And it's just so rewarding to like come out of those calls and just be like, it's not necessarily a weight off the shoulders, but you almost feel like a sense of accomplishment. Like yeah, I, I and at the same myself inside my comfort zone today and it's awesome. And at the same time you get their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said for getting the perspective of not necessarily a stranger, but for all intents and purposes, somebody that up until you started seeing them for that medical, you know, need. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So the only reason I bring it up is because I felt that hopefully in sharing it, maybe somebody that's listening, one of our two or three listeners might yep. get some good out of that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, like, uh, it's funny, like, how, ever since I've started to take medication for anxiety, and I've done therapy, uh, uh, and all of those things, I've just, I've been very open about talking about it with, like, friends, family, coworkers, mm-hmm. things like that, and I'm actually finding, like, with some of my closest friends that I've known for 20 or 25 years now, I'm telling them for the first time, like, now, yeah. and I think it's just because I'm feeling more comfortable with everything. Uh, but in doing so, I'm learning that my some of my friends are dealing with the exact same thing, and these it's are like amazing. My, are my brothers? Like they, we've gone through everything together, and it's it's crazy that after so long, you're still finding out new things about each other and new oh, things. Oh, totally. And you find those new commonalities, and just kind of realizing that hey, everyone, someone may look perfect from the outside but they could be dealing with a whole bunch of shit on the inside or behind the scenes or whatnot that you just don't know about. And it's been really cool just to be able to, to talk to my buddies about it and have it not be weird. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I, I know you're not on Facebook, but um, it got to a point with, for me where I just felt the need, like I had to let people know. So I obviously my family here knew, uh, like my wife and my daughter, I filled them in. I filled my parents in and I filled my brother in and and his family. But it got to the point where I didn't want to have to hide it. You know, not that I was purposefully hiding it, but, you know, I just wanted to put it out there. So I made it. And it's out there. Like, yeah, exactly. There you said your piece about it. And that's it. You don't, you don't need anybody to say anything back. You don't, it's just like. Exactly. This is a part of me that maybe you guys didn't know. Here it is. I'm still Neil. Ciao. <laughs> totally. And I did that uh, on Facebook and the overwhelming amount of support I got. I was not ready yeah, for man. it. So um, thank you to everyone that showed me that support and continues to do so. Um, I still get comments and it makes me, it's hard not to feel proud about how far I've come. Uh, even though I do have more to go, it's hard not to feel proud about how far I've come when I get comments from like my wife about, you know, what a difference she has seen in a year. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I'm sure your wife probably makes comments to you about that too. Yeah. No, it's, so, so it's you know that feeling I'm talking about then. I absolutely, it's, it's a, it's another type of 
like congratulations or another type of just an attaboy. Yeah. It's something different about it where it's like, it's not because you built this thing or you accomplish, like you accomplished something, but it's like just the fact that like you as a person, like you've changed or crafted your person in a way that's going to, that someone has noticed for the better. Yeah. That's the coolest shit in the world, man. So yeah, I agree. And it's personal change is not easy, whether it's uh, mental, physical, whatever the case may be. So, um, and not enough people get recognized for the mental side of it. I mean, somebody drops some weight, somebody starts going to the gym, you know, whatever the case may be, people are quicker to pick up on that. It's easier to see. Right. Right. So people are quicker to pick up on it and they'll quick to comment on it. Hey, you know, did you drop a few pounds? You hit in the gym, whatever, you're looking good. Yeah. But unless we start talking about the mental health side of things, how how are we going to make it so commonplace so yeah uh and it's it's getting better oh for sure significantly better like i i can't imagine this and i don't even think that i don't i don't know how far this is away from the truth i couldn't imagine my dad at, at my age talking openly about this oh yeah like, like i know it's like it's just a completely different time where like if you if you had like if you had a mental health uh symptom of like anxiety or depression or or whatever you were almost looked at as like being crazy mm-hmm. versus yep. now it's just like i just there's a there's a much better understanding of it now which is it's not perfect by any stretch but it's i think we've come a long way in the acceptance of it yeah i i wholeheartedly agree and like you said, we've got a long way to go, but it, it's it's not quite night and day, but we're getting there. <laughs> so getting there, as long as we're making forward strides, what else can you ask for, I guess, right? That's, that's all you can ask for, just little wins. Exactly. Now, we should probably take a break. We should. When we come back, it's going to be a much lighter half of the show. <laughs> We're going to get into the usual bullshit we talk about. Yes. (laughs) Including some Christmas stuff because Christmas is coming up. It is. And we're going to have to talk some barbecue. No (laughs) no comment for Mike. You'll see. I I, I have some thoughts. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll be right back, guys. All right, so back for part two of podcast, and as promised, we're going to talk barbecue. Earlier this week in Ontario, um, I believe it was the Hamilton area? Etobicoke. Etobicoke. Okay, thank you for clarifying. It's just uh, just southwest of Toronto. Okay. So there was an establishment that decided to break the COVID rules, open their restaurant, did not make people wear masks. There was no social distancing, no COVID rules or enforcements in place whatsoever, open to the public and serve food. Today, it was shut down by the police after multiple days of, uh, of complaints and visits from the authorities and whatnot. They are facing a minimum of nine charges right now. They 
could possibly be facing more later this week. The charges that they're facing right now are pretty severe. The ones that uh, have been put against them include two charges of operating without a business license. The fines on that range anywhere from a max of 25000 for a person, 50000 for a corporation. They are facing seven charges of uh, breaking Reopening Ontario Act. Depending on if it's an individual or a corporation that's charged, they are looking at fines of $100,000 or $10 million as a max. Yep. Mike, what are your thoughts on this? And I'm not going to name the business because I don't want them to get, not like we have a big listener base, but the least amount of publicity this business gets, the better. And I, I think so much of this was done for publicity, but I'll, I'll kind of go through it in my opinion of all this. This is just my opinion as an outsider. And so some yes. of downtown Toronto, uh, actually where this restaurant is, is where I worked at a tinfoil factory. Uh, which was like, how are we just finding out you worked at a tinfoil? <laughs> That's a story for another day. Hey, next week's episode, Mike's job at the tinfoil factory. There we go. Um, so this is just all, all my opinion. Yes. Why is this a big issue right now? So Ontario just went into, or sorry, Toronto just went into lockdown. So the province of Ontario has, obviously different areas, different health units, Toronto and Peel, which is just west, northwest of Toronto, mm-hmm. were both put into lockdown, which is like what we all went through back in March. So they're like that, but everyone else around it, certain areas are all in different stages. Anyway, so Toronto's in lockdown, which means that you can't eat in restaurants anymore. You could before with limited capacity, or face masks as you're going through public areas, everything like that. You could do that before, but now we're in lockdown. So people are getting pissed that we're going into a second lockdown. And I get that. It sucks. It's like, and it's also the worst timing. It's right before Christmas. So people are, you can't holiday shop because you're, everything's closed and you're not supposed to be going out anymore. Anyway, I get the anger around it. This guy uh, obviously didn't give, two shits about this whatsoever. Why are we going into a second lockdown? Because our ICUs are full. Like it's out of control in Toronto. You gotta, we all, it sucks, but we gotta do it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit, decides that he's gonna keep his restaurant open, is promoting it on social media. I think he's already got a pretty significant social media following through some other acts of ways to get publicity. I think that's, he's this thing guy um so he's promoting the fact that i'm staying open come on in no masks like screw this lockdown lockdown is it's bullshit it's a conspiracy and it's all of this people start coming it starts to get more and more popular and the cops start coming and saying you gotta stop shut it down so he i don't know if he actually shut it down or if he just limited people out and made people wear masks that first time anyway First time happens, no problem. Happens again the next day. Cops come back and are basically like, you can't do this. You got to stop doing this. Uh, this is against the law and blah, 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 blah. If you do this again, we're going to like permanently close your restaurant. Yeah. So day two ends. He starts promoting the fact. It's like, I'm going to be open for business still for day three. So what are you going to do? 
Toronto police shows up at 6 a.m. with a locksmith, opens all the doors, relocks everything, basically shuts down the entire restaurant. He shows up. He gets in a hissy pissy about it, obviously. And there's a shit ton of supporters that are there about this is not North Korea. I thought this was Canada. And like all of this, like, again, it's all that conspiracy against masks and that the whole pandemic is a conspiracy. Uh, it's those types of people who are all rallying around all of this. And so that's why I think it's getting a lot of exposure too, because we haven't had, we've had anti-mask protests here in Ontario and in Toronto. This one feels very different. Like mm-hmm. this one almost feels a little bit, for lack of a better term, American. Yep. Like it's almost like a spectacle. We don't see that here a lot, but this guy's created a spectacle around the pandemic. We haven't had that. We haven't seen that so much here. Um, so anyway, I think the guy's a douchebag. Um, I have heard he's tied into Proud Boys or whatever the fuck that group's called. Mm. Um, I, there's so much bullshit around this guy and what he's trying to promote and the people that are like, it's just fuck him. Um, he's a selfish, he's a selfish asshole. Who's just trying to, I think, get his mm. 10 minutes of fame. I have, uh, I have a couple of thoughts on this subject. A, in regards to the protesters, the people that are protesting are usually the ones that are, you know, the same people that if you happen to be a supporter of Black Lives Matter, that would yell back at you, all lives matter. Right. And it's amazing how quick they went from being hardcore, say, thin blue line police supporters to now saying that they are against the police and cursing and swearing them out for doing what the police are supposed to be doing. Right. But now it's against them. Yeah, exactly. They're following... They're breaking a law, but don't want to get arrested for it. Exactly. So it's just, there's that. The other thing that gets me about this, though, how legitimate of a business was this to begin with if the guy doesn't even have a business license? Like, seriously. I don't know. Like, I want to know, like, just out of morbid curiosity, does Ontario have an online system where you can go on and check like health ratings for yes. restaurants? Yes. We need to go online and check that place out to see if they've had a health rating. Not now. I'm just saying, but we need to check that out. So, you know what? I, like he's, I think the restaurant's pretty well, like I had never really heard of the restaurant until all this started happening. Yeah. And then I started hearing about him. Um, so I started to realize, oh, I didn't realize that like, the two were tied together. Um, but I'm pretty sure that restaurant's fairly popular. So I yeah. think it, like, it has a good following. Like it's, I, I don't know the quality of the food or anything like that, but it would be interesting to see like what sort of rating it got. This, this, this little establishment. The last thing, and it's kind of an offshoot on this, and this is just, Kind of like going back to what you said, this is just a personal belief. And then uh, we'll end this topic and we'll go into something much more lighthearted. In regards to the whole COVID thing and the lockdowns, or as they're starting to be called in, say, Alberta, after the announcement this week, the mockdowns. Um, any, anybody that really is lobbying for businesses to be open, 
any politician that is putting business leaders at the table instead of medical experts in terms of taking advice or putting profits over people, really, I sincerely hope that once this is all said and done, because one day it will be, they should never be able to seek medical advice again. If they ever get like a ruptured appendix or a urinary tract infection or anything like that again, they should have to go see a business leader, not a medical expert. Because some of the decisions that are being made across the country right now are highly suspect and they are not putting people first. No, no. And it's like, it's bullshit. Like it's like during a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. And if you want, if you want any proof that lockdowns work, all you have to do is look at Victoria, Australia. They went from 70 or no, sorry, 700 cases a day. They locked it down and they've now gone 28 days at the time of recording without a case. Yeah, they work. That's all I'm going to say. So. And I'll leave it at that. The more you push back on it, the more we have to continue to do it, which yeah. no one wants to do. So Exactly. On a much lighter note, I kind of alluded to it in the first half. Christmas yeah. is coming. Yes. My credit card is getting a workout right now because we're doing a lot of online shopping because we don't want to risk going out in the stores right now. Yep. Yep. I'm assuming you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean the the towns or the 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 little cities around us are pretty safe. Oh, okay, fair and enough. So like, it's but like I'm talking like these are like towns of like twenty five thousand people. Like they're not big. Oh, okay, uh, so it's not like Saskatoon or something. No, like that, no, so. no, no, no. Like I wouldn't go downtown Toronto right now to go shopping. Oh gosh, could you imagine? Uh, no, no. But no, we 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 primarily do a lot of it online. Um, I say we, it's really my wife, my That's fair. wonderful wife who, thank you. Uh, yes, she's great at sourcing stuff. So she does a lot of it online. There is uh, going to be probably quite a bit of Christmas talk over the next few weeks on podcast. I don't want to, you know, this is going to be a bit crude. I don't want to blow the whole load, you know, on one episode. <laughs> But I do think we need to kick... Yeah, exactly. I do think that we need to kind of kick things off, though. Um, So we've talked a lot about shows and movies and things like that. I would love to hear what some of your favorite Christmas movies are. Like, what what are your two or three that, like, if you... We're going to sit down and watch. What are those two or three must watches? Those are the only ones you get to watch all Christmas season. Yep. Number one is A Christmas Story. It's That's a great one. My favorite Christmas movie. Easily ever. top five for me. Yep. It's so good. The rewatchability on it is awesome. Yeah. Like it's just, I, I absolutely love it. So, and I, I've watched every year that I can remember, like even from like being a really small kid. Uh, yep. That's number one. Number two would be Christmas Vacation. Just, yeah, again, how that one's one of my top three. It's just, it's classic. Yeah. It's, like again, rewatchability is awesome. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just a classic. So, number two. Number three would be Elf. 
Yeah, it's and another. That's top five for me again. Yeah, Elf. I think it, it's special for me because it's it's Kim's favorite. It's one of it's Kim's second favorite Christmas movie, and like she just absolutely adores it. So that was like one of the first movies for like for her and I like when we be when we got together and become this little family. Like that totally. Was our, like Elf was our Christmas routine, our yeah. tradition, uh, and it's just Will Ferrell's hilarious. How can you not? Oh, like I agree. Dressed up as an elf and just awesome. So those are my top three. And do you mind if I ask, like, what does your daughter have a favorite as well? Like, ah, uh, yeah, shit, she does. And I'm trying to remember it. Well, you think about it, and I'm going to tell you my top three. Let's hear it. While you're thinking about it. So you already mentioned one of mine, so I'm going to change my top three a little bit. Just so there's no repetition. Uh, One of mine, and this is in no particular order. uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, classic. It's an absolute classic. Um, There's no way... You cannot watch that one on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So. It puts you to bed with the warm and fuzzies. Exactly. So you have to watch that one. Uh, I would put a more recent movie in my top three as well. Polar Express. Ooh. Okay. That one, um, I think because of the timing of when it came out and the age of my daughter and and whatnot, uh, became a quick family favorite. Yeah, uh, and around the time that we went to Disney and Universal and, and all that down in Florida, they had just opened up the Harry Potter side on Universal Studios, and they had a Polar Express thing going on there too. Ooh. So we did that, and it was one of the highlights of the trip because we actually went down there for Christmas. Super cool, man! It was really awesome. So Polar Express is a big one in the house here. Yeah. Uh, the last one is going to be very divisive and I can tell you right now, I'm probably going to hear about it online. I love it. And it's, I guarantee you, it is the first holiday movie that we watch in our house every year since it's come out. Love actually. Mike's thinking about it. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I've actually seen that movie. I know it. I've just never seen it. What the hell? <laughs> Who, who's, who's in it again? It has got one of the biggest and best ensemble casts that you will find in just about any movie. Okay. Like, you're looking like Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, Hugh Grant, Alan Rickman, because, of course, <laughs> he was still alive at the time. Yeah. Um, the guy that, oh, I can't remember his name right now. The guy that played Rick Grimes on uh, Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Before he became famous for Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, Kira Knightley's in it. Uh, uh, the guy from 12 Years a Slave, and I'm forgetting his name at the moment as well. Uh, a young gentleman, that uh, the gentleman that's in The Queen's Gambit right now um, on Netflix, the blonde gentleman. He's in there as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, no, it's like the cast is ridiculous. So you've got to check it out. It is, it is, there's no way around it. It's a rom-com and it's a a whole bunch of different stories. But it's just so well done. (laughs) Interesting. 
Yeah, so I've never heard Love Actually included in a Christmas movie list before. It's it's totally yeah. You got to watch it. Have have you have have you shared this information with people before? Oh yes. And what what are what are other people's initial reactions? It's a it's a fifty fifty mix. Some people wholeheartedly agree with me. Right. Other people think I am ridiculous. Um. I will say that in my top five, though, as well, uh, Die Hard. I was going to ask that. We were going to yeah. talk about, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, it is a fucking Christmas movie. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, he's <laughs> flying out to see his wife at Christmas. They're attending a company Christmas party. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there's no way it's not a christmas movie actually number two is a christmas movie as well just throw it in, the, in there for good measure right? yeah number three is not but in fairness i think number three might be my favorite diehard have you seen those new commercials that are the tire commercials or some mechanic commercial where it's it's basically diehard like diehard five they make it out to be no, because we, we, we cut the cable. We don't get commercials anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing them on Hulu. And uh, it's hilarious to see how far he has gone. No, no, we haven't seen a commercial in a very long time. So, so yeah, okay. those, those are my top ones. Did you have uh, uh, any luck with thinking about the one for your daughter no i was looking to see if i if i get anything to prompt me i feel like there was something potentially when she was younger yeah i don't think i really liked watching the original sesame street christmas movie um, yeah that's a good one that was like my favorite as a kid yeah the one with bert and ernie where like you know oh i got you this soap dish for your yes. upper duck but i had to get rid of my paperclip collection oh i yes. got you this cigar box but I don't have my bottle caps anymore. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I had like, to trade my yeah. rubber duck for the cigar box. Such, oh, <laughs> such a heartwarming movie, man. It totally so is. That's a good one. That's uh, a really oh, good one. Now I remember. Okay. Now I remember. Carrie's favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Yeah, but here's a. I see it, and I totally get it. Here's a hot take, though. I actually think the second one's better. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just, it's just my opinion. But that scene with the bricks in the second one makes me like stupid, uncontrollable laugh every single time. Where Marv, no, well, Marv's Pesci, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So the other guy, the tall guy. Yeah. Um, so Daniel Stern, and they're both on the sidewalk, and Kevin is throwing the bricks from the top of the building. Yes. And Joe Pesci moves, and Daniel Stern keeps getting them yes. in the face. So good. Oh my God. Every single, like Daniel Stern in, that, in those two movies is just fantastic. Well, Joe Pesci as well. But that scene in particular in number two gets me every time. The scene in number one where the tarantula is. Oh. Like, and he screams. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> totally. One of the greatest scream. Like, I, I'm like you. Like, that's, I laugh uncontrollably every time that scene happens. And I know it's coming. Yeah. And I know exactly how it sounds, but it's just, it's so good. So good. One last question before we end the show. 
Yeah. Do you think, or what's your, in your opinion, the most overrated Christmas movie? Oh. We're going to th- each throw one under the bus. And if you need to think about it for a minute, yeah. I have one for you. Go for it. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. The one with Arnie. Yeah. Right? Where he's looking for the toy. Yep. I think it's a steaming pile. It is not that good of a movie. I don't know why people love it that much. I don't know, you know if I've seen it. But don't. Can, don't but bother. I, it's... The only one I could... Like, there's two that I can think of. Christmas with the Cranks. Okay. was, like, the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's not great. I, no. I know what you're saying. Like, I... like. I remember, like, Kim and I went to the theater with, when it came out. Ooh. I remember leaving, like, feel sad. Like, yeah, that, that, was a, just, that was a bold move. Yeah, so that one, because I, I don't know how popular it is nowadays, but I think it was somewhat popular for a little bit. That or the Santa Claus. <sighs> I, get the, I get the appeal of the first one. But, yeah, after that, I would agree. Totally. Just, yeah. What's it with Tim Allen and Christmas movies? For me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even that, like I said, I get the appeal of the first one. I think the first one was definitely a decent movie, but the second and third ones were just, oh, so bad. <laughs> Especially that third one with Martin Short. Oh, dear God. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, that's it for episode eight. Make sure you check us out on social media. You can check out podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can check out our show on all major podcast networks, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mike's put together this beauty of a website that you can go and check it out. And it's not pretty at all. Don't be so hard on yourself, Mike. Anyway, (laughs) the other thing that I have to point you to the website too is our Spotify playlist. Mike has actually put the playlist up there if you want to check it out where you can check out all types of tracks including some of the ones that the bods have actually recommended that we put up there for our conversation from last week for favorite cover songs nice so there you go we will be back next week and until then stay safe stay healthy look after yourselves and have a good week wear a mask <laughs>